Welcome back to the Lou Perez podcast. My name is Lou Perez. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could leave a five-star review, that would be amazing. Whether you're a long-time listener or first-time, five-star reviews are lovely. And I just might read yours on the air. How about that? Um, A lot of big things happening. Uh, One of the biggest is um, I have a book coming out. It's titled That Joke Isn't Funny Anymore, and it's going to be published by Bombardier Books, Post Hill Press. So that's coming out later this year to stay up on release dates and all that. Please check out my newsletter at theluperez.com, and you can also join my community at theluperez.locals.com. If you haven't been on Locals yet, uh, if you join up, you get to listen to my podcast early. You'll get to watch my sketch comedy early. And also you have access to exclusive content and me. If you're looking for other ways that you can support me, you can do so by supporting my sponsors. If you're into CBD products, please check out PalomaVerdeCBD.com. And if you use promo code Lou, you'll get 25% off purchases over $75. And if you're into cold brew, check out Black Organic Cold Brew www.blvckbrew.com and use promo code Lou for free shipping. All right. I think that's about it. Let's go. I'm very happy to be joined by my next guest. His name is Camino Chavez. He's a political and social commentator, and he's a contributor to Scoon TV. Scoon TV. Dot TV. Yeah, Camino, did I did I pronounce that right? Camino, that's it, man. And I want to thank you, Lu- Luisito, for uh, uplifting my marginalized Latinx voice. Thank you on, on your uh, on your program, man. It's really uh, it means a lot to me. Oh man, <laughs> I, I gotta say it. It is. Uh, it could be very lonely for a Latino to <laughs> to be out there all alone on Twitter. But then, you know, you go out there, you put your tweets out, and then you find uh, you find uh, an, an hermano out there. Hermano. And Camilo yeah. Chavez. I'm not alone. We're together on Twitter all the time, man. Yeah, we're tag team champs out there, man. It's tough. It's tough for marginalized Latinx individuals yeah. like ourselves. But uh, we're, we're making it. We're trying to survive out there. Yeah, well, apparently Latinx was uh, was trending today or over the past past few days. Do you know why? Why? It um, was I think so. I think it was. Um, who was it? Let me see. It was. Um, There's something about Disney. Somebody Zorro, was tweeting, right? Oh, Zorro. That's what it was. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah. I, was, I saw a Disney comment because they're going to do a, a America Chavez is going to be in one of the Mo- uh, Marvel movies, and somebody said something like it's like they're going to say Latinx. I'm going to turn it off. But I think the main one was the Zorro thing. There was going to be a female Zorro, and they and they referred to her as Latinx. Yeah, uh, and, they just will not put that to rest, huh? They just will. No, fuse. no, it, it won't. Well, well, you <laughs> yeah. know what's funny? I yesterday um, there's a there's a local uh, my local coffee shop, and the owner is great. He's a, a really sweet guy, and uh, you know all the all the guys who work for him, um, you know they're all Latin, so they're like you know Mexican, all that. So he's learning words. And uh, we we just got to talking about how, you know, there's some words like, you know, you say it in Peru, it's fine. But then you say it somewhere else. It's like, well, that's a that's a bad word. And I remember uh, I remember learning that uh, Zora, which is like Fox, is a bad word for a woman. It means like it means like pussy. So, it you know, right now when you're casting a, you know, 
uh, a young lady or a young, you know, Latinx, uh, whatever to play Zorro, yeah. <laughs> you're setting yourself up for all of this really dirty, you know, double entendres that you're going to be hearing on like, um, I don't know, La Mega or whatever, La the, Mega. <laughs> whatever the radio station is. La Mega. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, that's funny. Um, yeah. I thought Zora had like a sexual connotation to it. Yeah. Is that, I thought it was like a, like a slut or is it like a, there's a, or is it like the, how do, how do you say uh, with a man, uh, ladies' man for a guy, Mujerigo or something, or something like that? Mujerigo? I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, it's, sure. Like a, it's like a ladies' man player word that's like kind of derogatory for men. Yeah. Uh, it's like a womanizer, basically, in ah. Spanish. Um, but Zora, I think, yeah, I thought that that meant like a, like, a, like a slut or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be, yeah, there's going to be some, some, uh, a lot of jokes online. Yeah. And, and I, I wonder, because I think Robert Rodriguez is, uh, so is either directing the project and it's like, it's like, did he write that copy? You know, did, was he all of what, did he write that log line or did it come, uh, you know, did it come nah. from above? Cause it, it, because, you know, for, for a few years now, it's been a big joke, especially among, you know, Latinos and, and Hispanics that it's like, who's pushing this shit? I could know, but we don't know anybody who, who uh, says this about themselves. And you think that it dies down for a little bit. And then it's like, all right, look. <laughs> Look, if we can't get your abuelita to start saying this shit, we're gonna we we, we got to find a way to get uh, you know to get it out there. <laughs> they're um, gonna call Trump if they don't get abuelita to start saying this. <laughs> they're, gonna they're, call, they're gonna call ICE. Right. Um, no, uh, yeah, you know it's funny. I think it's like probably like one percent of like Latino kids in college probably say it. Like if if it's any Latinos, but it's mainly you know upper middle class white people that are like think they should say it, think they have to say it. To be inclusive, I guess gender inclusive, I think, and it's just uh, they and they, these people happen to be in charge of like so many social media, uh, uh, their social media managers or their editors, and they feel like, yep, this is what we say now, this is what we do, and this is like you know how to be gender inclusive or whatever. And yeah, yeah I think most most Latino people are just like, what the hell is this? What word? What word is that? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's 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 ironic because the word itself it's supposed to be inclusive, mm. but yet it feels like it's just so exclusive, like it's just excluding you know so many uh, people who don't even know uh, where it comes from. And I'm I'm not a I'm not a Spanish speaker, I'm not a native Spanish speaker, um, mm. but I remember the I know the argument from a lot of people who you know speak Spanish where it's like, hey, that that doesn't make any sense in Spanish, you know, like like quit. I forget if someone uh, actually wrote a. It was a pretty good essay just about it's like here you are like sort of colonizing or mm, you know anglo right. yeah anglicizing or right. attempting to the spanish or, language or a bastardization of, of right. the spanish language right from from yeah. uh, anglo speakers right and right. and they have i think they have a great point um it's it's uh it's something that they seem to be like kind of trying to force on people i think it makes more sense in print like i still yeah. don't like it i'm not going to use it but it makes more sense in print because you're like, all right, well, we're going to include either the A or the O. But when you say it out loud, it's like really like, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, to me, it's like Latinx, Latinx. Like, no, like I, I, that's verbally. It's just like ridiculous, I think. Yeah. Um, but either way, it's just like I, I, for me, it's like I just refuse to even say it because I just feel like it's one of those words that they invent to kind of push a certain agenda, push like a progressive agenda where we, this is all the, this is the way we all think. We're all this the way we're only allowed to think. And we're going to, you know, this is this is it. And if you don't speak that way, then that means you're outside of the club, and you're maybe you're like an alt right, uh, <laughs> um, uh, 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 you know, racist or white supremacist or whatever. 
And it's like, you know, I don't, I, I feel like a, a responsibility to, to be with the people who, who, first of all, you know, most Latino people don't, don't like saying it, but just anybody who's like, you know, feels like they're going to be pushed in that category if they don't use these ter this terminology, whether it's that terminology or, you know, other terminology you hear from the left. Yeah. And it, it's, it's funny because I, for, you know, at least most of my, my adult life, I have been very much against, uh, I guess we call it identity politics um, or the idea mm. that somehow uh, because of my, my last name or the fact that my dad is an immigrant from South America, that, that, that has imbued me with some wisdom, uh, you know, above, you know, <laughs> right, above others. Right. Um, but this is a funny thing because it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, here, seeing this word, seeing this word, I'm like, what the fuck did you call me? Like what? <laughs> like, like it's, it's sort of, it cut through, you know, all of my, you know, like my, um, well, you know, what, what my, my attempt, you know, to, you know, be, uh, above, you know, identity politics, but here's something where it's like, wait, wait, what are you calling me, man? Like, well, you know, yeah, I mean, it's also one of the things like, you know, as Latinos, you could you can kind of take it, you could take ownership of this, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, and honestly, I feel like, and I was going to talk to you about this, I feel like the left has kind of, you know, progressives, Democrats, they've, they've kind of quit pandering to Latinos so much in recent years. And I think it's because they're starting to figure out that like a lot of Latinos are, are conservatives or libertarian um, and they, they find that they kind of aren't really, they don't really have their back. They're not really supporting them. And I think they're just like, you know, we're, we're, they're, they're, I think they lost, I think they lost even more uh, voters to, tr to Trump in the last, in the last election, if I'm not mistaken. And they, you know, you expected the opposite because they were going mm -hmm. four years of like, you know, Trump called, Trump called the, uh, you know, Mexicans rapists and they're not sending their best and all that stuff. And, um, you know, and, and that's true. Some of that stuff is true. And then some of it's kind of out of context, I guess, but, and I'm not a Trump supporter, so I'm not here defending him. But the funny thing is, they you know you'd expect that after so much of that media messaging, that there would be less Latino supporters of the, of the Republican Party or, or the conservatives because they would be like you know this is they obviously hate us they're they're uh, racist against us they want to get rid of us. But there's been more, and um, I th I think what the the left doesn't understand because they're so identity politics focused and so focused on like race all the time, they just assume that if you're you know non-white or whatever that you must just be on the left and you must support Democrats, obviously. Right. And they do that with black people as well. And they don't realize like Latinos are very, very conservative in a lot of ways. Like if people from, uh, you know, from Latin America in particular, a lot of them are very religious. A lot of them are very Catholic. They're very family oriented. Um, they, they are, they're very much, they're very against political correctness. I think, and I don't know if you've noticed that amongst Latinos, you know, your family, we make a lot of inappropriate jokes. Um, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I've, uh, my Latino friends, we make a lot of it. We've been doing it forever, for decades. Like since everyone been... in my family lives very inappropriate lives. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's, that, that's sort of, you know. Well, well there, there, yep. there's there's some, there's something too. You know, like even even before you even get to, um, you know, uh, Latinos being you know, you know maybe you know being a little bit more conservative. It's the fact of the matter is that that there are all different kinds of Latinos and of course you know, yeah. there's all these different cultures there. Mm -hmm. And I think where the left really made a mistake is, to, is to try to paint uh, Latinos as this monolithic, mm, uh, right. you know, voting block. And because Absolutely. the kid, because Cubans have always, you know, uh, always shuck that, you know, they've always been like, Oh yeah, you know, but you're not going to get the Cubans to vote for, you know, for someone on the left, but maybe the, maybe the rest, you know, will do it. And um, I think a lot of people, especially in the, 
the last election were basically saying like, uh, you know, kind of a play on James Baldwin. I'm not your Negro. It's like, I'm not your Latino. You, know, mm. you don't, you don't own me. You don't own my vote. And, right. and, and uh, I'm going to make, uh, you know, uh, my individual uh, choices. Right. And I think to that point, I also want to make, you know, make clear, like, cause you know, it, may, it might sound like I'm being, you know, painting uh, Latinos as like, as a, as a monolithic, they're all conservatives and I'm not, right. my point is to say that they're like, you know, there's probably a lot more Latino conservatives than, than the left. Well, certainly lot more Latino conservatives in the left realize and they, they don't seem many of them don't seem to understand, especially the woke identity politics ones, don't seem to understand that that the uh, you know the the the, the conservative uh, politics a lot of, of 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 Latinos have. Like a lot of them came like some like my my parents generation um came from uh, you know during Reagan, the Reagan era. So they love them. And mm-hmm. um all of them like all my whole almost my whole family except for my dad actually is is conservative on my my, my Costa Rican side. So um, and that's just my family, but I, I, I realized, and I lived in Costa Rica for a while. Um, and you could see like, they, there, there's very few atheists over there, for example, like, you know, they're, they're, they, they all believe even of me, even if they're not really devout religious people they're they all believe, yeah, of course there's God, of course, Jesus is, is a savior. Of course, we're going to respect the Virgin Mary, stuff like that. Like when they're Catholics and they're frequently Catholic. Um, but you're, but yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's weird that like, I find it weird that the, the left, frequently the very educated left doesn't seem to learn from from their mistakes and and uh you know they don't they just keep on pushing like they did with the with the virginia election keep on pushing this thing of like oh it's we we lost because white supremacists uh scared everybody and white white supremacists controlled everybody and it's like no the the vote the vote also showed that plenty of non-white people voted for a republican governor and uh and it's it's you see that frequently like that's just always the the answer for everything is white supremacy and uh white nationalism and racism and it's just like that i think that's just continuing to get older and older for a lot mm-hmm. of people that, that that are not in that bubble yeah and um and i'm look to be, to be clear too i'm i'm not like i'm not like a conservative uh, uh really i'm like i'm like i'm a moderate i've actually used to be like a bernie supporter like four years ago like i for most of my life i was i was pretty far in the like i was i was like a George Carlin leftist kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you know, like you're kind of hating the, hating the, the corporations and how everybody screws you and the government doesn't listen to you all that stuff. Um, so, and I get that, I get those arguments and there's some legitimacy to them, but, um, uh, but I've, I've been really pushed to the right by, by the identity politics, by the woke stuff, by the, it's kind of, a, you know, it's become a bit of a, like a, you know, the anti-racist cult, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and the, the media bias that's clearly you know, the media and the tech bias against like conservative views and uh, libertarian views and even moderate views. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, I think people are tired of it, you know? Yeah and, to see I, it. yeah. and I think there, there's also something to, um, like I said, I'm the, you know, the son of a, of an immigrant and my, my dad came yeah. here. Uh, my dad didn't even graduate high school. You know, I mean, neither, got, neither did my dad. That's he funny. got he got kicked yeah. out of high school. I think it was probably like his maybe sophomore year, something like that. And he tried to he fucked around in night school, but he was like a young kid, and there were like yeah. adult women in in night school, so his mind was was there. And he was a butcher. <laughs> he came to the U.S. in the in the late seventies. You know, worked his ass off. You know, just worked really really mm-hmm. hard, and is a success and succeeded right. It's yeah. really hard for me to look at that guy and to say that I'm oppressed. So, mm. you know, it's really right. it's really hard to look at, at at people coming from 
the developing world here and making lives for themselves mm. and then trying to get them to believe that this is the worst country in the world, <laughs> that it's a racist country, that they can't make it, they're being held down. But meanwhile, they're like, but wait a minute, I just, you know, I, I, we're just putting our kids through college. You know, we're putting our kids through, you know, yeah. uh, our kids are becoming doctors and all that. What are you, you know, what are, what are you trying to, to sell here? So I think, I think the oppression narrative is also something that mm. is, um, I think it's pretty condescending um, to a lot of people uh, uh, as well. As it, as it should be. I, I totally agree. I mean, like one thing they don't, they, they don't seem the people who believe this stuff don't seem to um, ever address is like, why, why is there constantly people who like drop everything in their lives and risk coming to this country? But they don't even know the language. Um, you know, people coming out across the boat and, and, and Cuba and like rafts, makeshift rafts or people coming in and they know they're going to start from the bottom. Right. And they don't, they don't know they're not citizens and they're not, they don't know English, but they still do it. And they still are very grateful to do it. Right. And, and it's like, why don't you like, why were you, why are they doing that? Like, why, why would else would they do that? Unless this country is the land of opportunity and it's not, you know, maybe there's less opportunity in some ways and there's definitely wealth inequality and there's things to address. But it's still the land of opportunity. Like it's 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 still there's people still you don't see people trying to escape this country on boats to go to Latin America or go to Australia or go to Africa or, or whatever. Like mm -hmm. people people tend to stay in the United States, like and, and and tend to live here or come back, right? Um, because it's a good country to live in, and and it, it's it's really if you think about it with some perspective. Bill Maher had a good uh, segment on this or like about like learning what real oppression is after the uh do you watch bill maher's show at all real time because he has um, a lot of good segments against like anti-woke yeah. segments yeah i haven't I, ha I haven't been a regular watcher for you know for a few years but every now and then i'll uh yeah i'll, I'll probably catch a clip that comes out you know it's, yeah he's it's usually a clip where he angers either he angers the left or he's apologizing for saying the n-word those are the only, <laughs> you know, when he like apologized to Ice Cube or something like that. That was funny, man. I, I'm a big fan of Bill Maher. Um, I don't believe, I don't agree with everything, especially since I've been kind of leaning to the right lately, but he says, but he does like every, at least every other week, he has a whole segment like attacking like the woke left. And it's brilliant. Like it's some of the best stuff you're going to find. I think it uh, says, it, it definitely yeah. says something about, and he's yeah. been doing this for years. I was a huge fan of his uh, with Politically Incorrect. And that mm. was, you know, I'm I'm probably dating myself. No, um, I know that. I remember that. Yep. But it, he does. I think it, it's a testament to when somebody you know ends up pissing off their base a good percentage of the time. You know, so uh, you know. I mean, he's his audience is kind of notorious for being like seals that are just fucking clap and all that. And I I, I love when he tells them to shut up. Um, oh yeah, but, he does it all the time. He's ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, that, but then you know, right, he, yeah. knowing that what he's putting out, that some of the stuff he's putting out there is going to piss off his fans. Um, I think that you know, I think that says something. It's pretty positive. Oh yeah, I mean, it's I I think uh, you know he's he's definitely been Mister you know orange orange man bad and stuff, but he's he's always been a pretty nuanced thinker, and I think he's he 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 cuts through the bullshit, and he's he's definitely not afraid to say what he wants to say. He says a lot of politically incorrect stuff still. And even that 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 part where he was like, you know, uh, you're talking about where he apologized for saying the N word. That was actually funny to watch because he, you could tell he didn't really want to do it. And he didn't really hide the fact that he didn't really want to do it. Like, And I respect that. He's like, all right, you know, I have to do this. So, you know, people like I don't get fired. But he didn't really try to like he like I remember he apologized. And then like they kind of like I think Ice Cube was trying to like 
ride him on it. And he's like, all right, whatever, dude. Like he's basically, that was kind of like his attitude. He's like, all right, let's move on. This is stupid. I'm like, you know sorry. I, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. But I, Ooh, <laughs> I said the N word. I'm sorry. Okay. He's not the guy to apologize. But, uh, but anyways, he has some really great segments and to bring it back to what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So he's, he's talking about after it was after Afghanistan, after like we, uh, Biden, like had that, terrible exit from afghanistan right and then like there's people hanging on planes and yeah uh all that all that all that going on uh he he kind of did a whole segment about like look at this is what real oppression looks like like what what they're doing to women right now what they're and he mentions all these different countries like the thing i think he said like the inflation rate in venezuela is like a thousand something percent and like he gives all these facts and it's like none of this ever enters the echo chamber of the left like ever um you know unless bill maher says it you know or or uh who joe rogan maybe if, if, if any of them are listening to him anymore, you know what I mean? So it's like the, it, it's like, there's just, they just like no acceptance or even understanding or awareness of these realities. And they literally, like, like you said, some of them on the, like com- the communist socialist Marxist type people, which is an increasing number of people I'm seeing on social media. And even on like in the media, like really think this country is like one of the worst countries in the world, like the great Satan, and I'm just like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Like you are living a plush life in like in Brooklyn or in uh, Portland. Um, and, you know, the worst thing that happens to you is like, you know, Antifa might come by and destroy your coffee shop. Like, I mean, like it's what are you talking about? That 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 kind of sucks. If, <laughs> it, if, you, it does suck. if you really yeah. like that coffee shop. Um, <laughs> but but I think, you know, I think it's I, I think it's something to where it's it's <laughs> just um <laughs> I I, I, I I think I, I probably live in kind of a, an echo chamber too, where, I mean, I'm like right now I'm, I'm, I'm married and I have two kids, two kids <laughs> under two years old. So, so I'm in that echo chamber, you know, and, and it's a humbling, exp- it, it could be, it's a very humbling experience when I have absolutely no control over if my kids are crying or especially if they shit themselves. Uh, no control over that. I have no control over that either, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, whether I shit myself. Whether, oh, man. Nowadays, so. Well, I know. I know how to change. I know how to change diapers. Um, That's good. But but, but as far as like you know, I worry too about my own echo chamber. Like when I go online, it's sort of uh, you know I have I guess my kinks that 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 get me pissed off. Um, that I um, you know will uh, perhaps I'm I'm blinded to uh, you know to other blinded to truth, some truths in, in a, uh, you know, in a way. Um, but I don't know if, if I'm, I know I need to get over that and to, uh, you know, to fight against that um, and to, you know, try to open myself up more, but damn, it's fun to sort of close off, you know, your mind a little <laughs> bit and just, you know, and just, and just go, go at the, uh, you know, go at the battle, of the dragon, you know, yeah, it's. I think it's a. It's a little bit of tribalism. I, of course, I think everybody in the world is guilty of this, pretty much. Um, you know, and myself included. Like, you know, I'm definitely. I definitely listen mainly to, you know, my the people I listen to. Like a lot of like IDW type people, like moderate, disaffected left people, liberal people, like that. Um, I'm not so much deep into like the. Definitely not into like the MAGA necessarily uh, uh, echo chamber and stuff like that, but. Um, but there's like Barry Wise and stuff and uh, yeah. Melissa Chen and those guys uh, or those ladies, I should say. And um, 
Jonathan Haidt. I, 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 I love, uh, you know, his, his work. I think uh, the righteous, I should, I want to say while I'm on here, the righteous mind is a great book. I think everybody should read that. I have it behind me. I haven't read it yet. So behind me. Oh, you uh, should read that. Lou. Yeah. yeah. So well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to show everybody uh, just a little bit uh, for those of you who are just listening. Let me paint a picture for you. So this is my, my home office and we've been, we've, we've been here for months and months and months. And finally I got some bookcases and they're cheap ass bookcases. They're wobbly. They're probably going to fall down. Um, but <laughs> this is my this is my Zen where I Ooh, get my books. These nice. are these are all the books that I've read actually. And then behind me, whoop, behind me are the books that I still need to read. And one of them oh. is is Jonathan uh, Heights. And um, for anybody out there who has who has kids, like you forget how to read. Um, I don't, you know, so I'm, I have to relearn how to read, you know, so I could actually, the idea of sitting down and like holding pen and paper um, uh, and all that, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I was taken away from uh, you were talking about yeah. Jonathan Haidt, the righteous mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I hope you, you figure out your illiteracy problem, Lou, but, uh, <laughs> but, the, but when you do, you should definitely read um, Jonathan Haidt, um, the, the righteous mind, everybody, you know, a lot of people have been talking recent years about the coddling of the American mind, which is a great book. And it yeah, kind of like really encapsulates like, you know, what's been going on recently, which is very relevant, but the righteous mind, I think is like, is, is like a really, um, like groundbreaking psychology book, like social psychology, moral psychology book. Um, and, uh, he, he takes, you know, you can see in, in the coddling of the American mind, he refers to it a lot, but that book kind of helps you, helps everybody understand. I think if everybody read that, the world would be a way better place just because it helps you understand, the other, other political sides and understands like, why are people like, cause like, you know, the left thinks, I think probably thinks of most conservatives that they're either really stupid or they're really terrible people. Like they're just bad people. They're selfish. They don't care. They're racist. And the, and the right, some people on the right, a lot of people on the right probably think of the left, like they're just so crazy and immature and whatever. And, and that book kind of helps explain why, why there's political sides and where that comes from. And it's like a morality thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, moral, is it, is it yeah. sort of, is it, is it kind of hardwired into us? Because, yeah. uh, is that, to is that degree. one of the, yeah. To a degree. And I would say, you know, for me, like I used to be the, I used to be like on the farther on the left. And I used to be the one like, me you too. Know, yeah. So talking trash to, to all, you know, conservatives are stupid and, you know, oh my God, like grow up. The religion's not, religion's not real. We're not living by this, this mythology, whatever. And that book helped me understand, uh, you know, and I flip, so you can't flip, but it's a lot of it's based off of kind of like your temperament, I guess. And like your just certain things that you have. And I think it is, I think it is hardwired. I think it's a good way to put it where like certain things where you just feel like this is wrong and this is right. You mm -hmm. know, like for example, if you're, you know, the right, the right doesn't like freeloaders, right? That's one thing that he mentions like, and like, and that's something that the left doesn't care so much about. So they, there, there's like a real sensitivity to that and for human for humanity in general. So like you don't want to, um, you know, if somebody's not carrying their weight, you're not really, they don't really deserve much. That's what the right feels like. Usually the left's like, oh no, we got to care. You know, don't, you don't, you don't know their story. We got to take care of everybody. And, um, and the right's not as sympathetic to that. So that's like one of the moral things. Another one is like loyalty. The left isn't quite as loyal, like to the, like, to their country or tribe necessarily. They're like, they're fine to like, uh, uh, disrespect authority, disrespect the flag, disrespect the country. And the, and the right is very, you know, that that's a sacred thing to them. Um, and, uh, and just in the sacred sacredness in general is something that the right, um, seems to be, I mean, the left has their own sacredness right now. He kind of mentions that the, the, what's sacred on the left is the victim, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
you know, anybody, the most, the most victimized person, you know, the, the, the trans, uh, black trans black woman who's also a, a, a lesbian and Muslim and has disabled is like Jesus Christ on, on the hanging on the cross. Like she's the most oppressed uh, person on earth, you know? And like for them, like that's all that matters, like for, for the new left, for the new woke uh, anti-racist left or whatever. Um, it's all about that. So if you're, you know, if you're the, the straight white male on the top of the intersectional, um, uh, diagram or whatever, then like, you know, you're almost like the enemy to them in a way, it seems like. And, uh, I mean, that's basically how they express it. And I think that's basically how they, they, a lot of, the, a lot of them, not all of them, some of them are more nuanced, obviously, but, um, kind of, kind of like they, they, they begin after reading so many of these pamphlets and books, like they start to get, have an emotional animus against like white people, I think, and white males and straight white males. Because they're just like, man, these people just stand in our way and they're impressing, oppressing everybody. They don't want to help anybody and all stuff. And that's what they believe. And, you know, it's, 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 it's very, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's very, to me, it's actually pretty racist and sexist if you really think about it and lacking in context. Um, I really loved your, your, your uh, sketch on uh, with the SJW therapist. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah. And like, uh, that was like beautifully, uh, you know, I, I think I shared it again on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll probably be sharing that for a long time and hopefully there'll be a day where I don't have to anymore. But I think that's, a, it really encapsulates this new type of, um, you know, uh, really like op seemingly openly racist and sexist, <laughs> uh, like SJW leftist progressive person who just like thinks you're a white, you're a white male, like stop complaining. You have no, nobody cares about your problems. We don't need to um, even talk about them in politics. And, and, and then they wonder how, so many people in the Midwest and, and like in and, and more generally white communities are like, all right, this isn't speaking to me. You know, mm -hmm. I like what do you well, you guys don't care about us at all? For yeah, uh, you, for those of you who are wondering, it's um <laughs> uh, uh, a social justice warrior therapist, and I uh produced that with We the Internet TV a few years ago. We the ago. internet, right? Yes. So I play I play Lewis in it, who is a straight white man uh who seeks therapy. Yeah. Who seeks therapy and um the hilarity uh, ensues. Um, you know, something, something I, I wanted to talk about, you know, about uh, I, I, I have this issue where uh, if somebody's nice to me, I have a tough time uh, like being, I, I, I'm, I'm a lot more accepting to people who are nice to me. And if I have like a good experience with someone, so you could be, you know, you could probably be like a, you know, a guard in a gulag, but if you open the door for me and like wish me a, a good day, like I'm going to have a tough time, a tougher time, you know, uh, calling you out uh, on your uh, uh, on your stuff. Um, but, you know, I think I think like everything, there is a limit to that. So I've, I've, I've anybody who, you know, has lived their life, oh, part of their life online has gotten to the point where I remember just giving people a little too much uh a little too much leeway, a little too, I would, too many grains of salt. I was taking their shit with. And then eventually I was like, wait a minute, who the fuck is this person? Like, wait, I, <laughs> I, wait, I met them. I met them like 10 years ago, like twice. And, and, you know, we had a nice conversation and then now they're sort of injecting themselves into my life and, you know, uh, everything that I'm, you know, that I'm writing and, and all that. I'm like, ah, oh, screw that. You know, at some point you got to cut the, uh, cut the cord. In what way are you talking about, like with your sketches and people would disagree with them or your, yeah, or, your or just, or, or some people just, um, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I, 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 you know, throw a lot of bombs, you know, I put a lot of bombs oh, out there hell yeah. and, I, and I've been guilty, you know, I've been guilty of like, like 
I want people to, you know, I want people to like my stuff. Uh, and, and I, you know, I want people to like my stuff and to think that it's great and all that. It's like, no asshole. Like you're, you're, you're putting out some controversial no. stuff. You're going to get pushback and you could have, you have to fucking deal with it. Um, mm. But there, you know, but for me there, you know, in interactions, there is a way of, you know, having, I think, fruitful interactions with people and then, you know, interactions that, that just go nowhere. Um, so at, at some point I, I just start, you know, you got to start, uh, calculating, like, is this, you know, going back and forth worth more of my time than, you know, and, and, and most of the time it's not. So, um, you know, just getting to a point where you put your work out there and then, uh, you know, let, let the people, you know, do with it what they will. And, you know. Oh yeah. You, you can lose some, you know, you can lose some people who have, you had so many memories, good memories with, and close yeah. friends with, if, if you start putting out some kind of political stuff that just goes against everything that they you know, that they know to be right. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, they went to school for this. They have a couple degrees in it. They watch M MSNBC every single day. And they're just like, you know, I know for a fact that the you know Republicans are basically evil. And, and, you know, this is a, the racist administration and, and lose out here, putting a video out, uh, uh, uh trivializing it, this experience of marginalized people or whatever, you know, not, like, and then, and, and uh, they're just like, they're totally blocked off to it. And you can like, you, you can lose friends. I think I have lost a couple that way. Um, I went, I was going to ask you, do you, have you lost a lot of friends or close friends or a lot of people that's kind of unfollowing you that used to, you had some good connections with in the past? Uh, because of that, not, because of your not, content. That, not that I notice, you know, I don't, I don't really, if it's happening, I don't really notice it. I guess the one, the one place that I see it is, um, uh, I, I have a newsletter. If you go to theluperez.com, you can sign up for my newsletter and I don't send it out, you know, too often, um, you know, probably maybe at most once a month or something like that. So I, I see all you people who have unsubscribed to my newsletter. Don't do you know? that. But <laughs> but some <laughs> no but but uh, but some of them are friends of mine, and I can see like oh they just don't want you know it's like yeah I know what your shit I know what you're doing so you don't have to you know show up in my inbox and I know uh, how good it is to unclutter a uh, uh, an inbox uh, so I you know I re I respect that um, and then I guess you know there are other people who are probably just you know tired of my shit and they just don't want to uh, they don't want to see it uh, and I you know I I can respect that but one you know looking on the bright side. So I sent out uh, an email. I, I have an article that's in uh, uh, AIER, the American Institute for Economic Research. And it's the first article that I put uh, that, that I've written for them. So I sent that out. It's called, it's called Seth Rogen's Car. Um, oh, I seen. I read that actually. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, funny. Yeah, go explain yes. that. Yeah, so so that's, I, that's, that's that's quite an official publication to write for, man. It sounds like you're a freaking know, scholar man. or something, right? American exactly. Institute of uh, what was it? American Institute of Economic Economic Research. Research. Believe Jeez. that. Believe that. Like a, like an Alexander Hamilton over here. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, who's gonna play me? Which uh, which uh, which person of color is going to play me in the uh, in the musical <laughs> version of my life? But um, yeah. So I uh, you know so. I put that uh, I put that out there. So I, I got dropped. I think I lost probably like over 30 people like unsubscribed to my uh, uh, to my list. Really? But, I, but I got a number of people who joined up on my locals and a lot of and some people who who donated money. So it's nice. like, cool, nice. you lose you lose 30, but then you gain people who actually support your work and, you know, and want to support it. And I think that, that that's an important part, too. It's like, look, my stuff isn't for every everybody, you know. And, uh, and, and I understand that the one thing though, that I would say though, for anybody out there who's listening is, uh, it's quite possible that, that you and I in, in person had great experiences together, 
but we we really differ strongly in our politics or culture and all that. So rather than um, you know just view it as like ooh Lou has changed, I probably haven't. I probably the same you know guy that you had a good time with. Um, right. I just it's just now you know what I believe on a number of other issues that we never talked about, you know? And I think that that's, uh, I think that's an important, um, an important uh, thing. And like, for example, recently with, um, I know you've written about this uh, with Patton Oswalt uh, coming down on, on Dave Chappelle and uh, uh, somebody who, who wrote something in response to that is uh, the author, Jim Goad. And I don't know if, if uh, I don't know if any, anybody, if you guys are familiar with Jim Goad, uh, Jim Goad wrote uh, the redneck manifesto. He hmm. wrote uh, a, 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 a series uh, called uh, Answer Me. Uh, I think it was like a, f- there was like four issues, really controversial. One of them was like a issue about rape. It was like back in, I think like the, either the late eighties, early nineties. And uh, he's a controversial dude, uh, you know, uh, to say the least. And uh, a, a really good writer too. I got to get, you know, definitely got to, got to talk about that. And uh, he has been, friends with Patton Oswalt for decades, you know, he's, and Patton Oswalt, it started because Patton Oswalt was a fan of his and reached out to him. So if you go and check out uh, Jim Goad, he's written about like, you know, uh, in response to the way Patton has, has treated, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle and that whole thing, Jim Goad has established their relationship, uh, how close they were um, that they, you know, They've had dinner together. They've been a part of uh, uh, forums and in contact with one another. And he's not doing it as a way to say, oh, you should cancel Patton Oswalt. He's he's expressing it uh, uh, because there is a uh, a value that he has in that. Look, I could disagree with you on all this different shit. But if you're good to me in real life as a person, we can get along. And I think that is really that's something that is uh, is really important, and I, I think Jim Goad probably did a much better job of explaining it than uh, than I did uh, in that. No, uh, and that's I mean that's something we're losing. I think a little bit. Um, I don't know how I don't know how prevalent this was in the past. Maybe it's always been this way, but it mm-hmm. does seem like um, a lot of people are like losing friends, losing jobs, um, losing like they're not they're not uh, allowed to be in their social social circles. Like to, I want to echo what you said. I you know I think there's a lot of people who've known me for a while back when I was more left leaning or less politically vocal, and I haven't changed much either. Honestly, I just I changed a little bit how I view things, and and um, you know, and I've learned some things since, since then and matured. But I'm still the same guy. I'm still the exact same guy that I was years ago as far as like if I were to hang out, I'd still make the same jokes. I'd still, uh, you know, I'd still, you know, I'm fine with you sharing your leftist views. You know, maybe I'll push back, whatever, but it's okay. Like, I, you know, I don't care if you're, I really don't care if you're a communist. Like, I think, I think like it's a, you know, I think it's a really misguided ideology and it has a lot of blood on its hands, but I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'll still be your friend. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like I'm not gonna. Maybe I won't. I'm not gonna. You know, watch your your documentaries that you want me to watch or something. But um, I'll say, uh, you know, if I know you're a good person and, and and we've had, you know, we we connect. Why not? But I feel like I do feel like it's more of a problem on the left that there's like an intolerance. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't. I feel like there's people on uh, people on the right tend to still maintain connections with people and they're when they're willing to talk about things. And I feel like the left, the woke left and stuff, especially, has been very like seems much more intolerant 
with with that with the with any any sort of dis you know any sort of uh, opinion that they disagree with. Like it, it's like I wonder it's I wonder if like religious, it, you know, it's like a religious I, faith I, I, thing. I wonder how much of it is uh you know, geographical as well, because mm. uh, when I, when I lived in New York, I, you know, people used to ask me all the time, like, Oh my God, what's it like being a libertarian in New York? Like this, that must be crazy. And uh, for one, it, uh, it was, it was fine because I had friends of mine who I got along with, you know, I had good friends, you know, close friends. I had a, a you know, a girlfriend and a and who eventually became my wife and, and all that. Uh, so it was, it was fine, but also there's something that happens when you're in the minority, you know, you know, ideologically where you are more open to, uh, talk to people who are, you know, in the majority. So I wonder if some, if, if, and I know, I, I know someone, um, in particular who's, uh, out in, he lives in Tennessee and it seems like it's the, it's the reverse where he's more of, he's a guy on the, on the left. And he's got a uh, right winger. He's surrounded by right wingers and they're dicks to him, you know, mm. so he doesn't feel as comfortable, um, you know, expressing, you know, to them. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's, if it's, um, you know, like who, which side is more intolerable as opposed to which side is able to be more intolerable because they hold the power, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's that's interesting. Um, I wonder what 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 do you mean? What do you mean by like they're dicks to him though? Because uh, you know, one thing's being dicks or like you know busting balls or whatever, but another thing's being like, all right, you're not. We're, we're I can't associate with you anymore. Oh, oh yeah, no, I think this guy yeah. he's gotten death threats like that. Uh, <laughs> he's okay, on, that's, that's, he's, he's on that. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, I that, guess that's a dick thing, right? <laughs> you know, that's I guess that of, qualifies as being a dick. Yeah, just imagine that. So, <laughs> so think about it. Here's Lou Perez. He's describing the situation about this guy dealing with dicks, but in the uh, behind that is the fact that this guy's dealt with death threats. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Kind of, un, uh, you know, undercut that. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, but, you know, that's interesting. I, I haven't, I haven't heard anything like that. I mean, I've, I've heard of, you know, yeah. conservatives giving death threats and DMs and stuff. And I've gotten, I don't know if I've gotten death threats, but I've gotten a lot of death wishes. Uh, uh, from the left, like you yeah, know, like, yeah. I'm sure everybody's like said they're going to kill me, but they'll say like, "I hope you die." You know, uh, I can't wait till you die from COVID, and so I'm going to dance when you die. It's, I got just yesterday, somebody tweeted me that, and uh, it was just like, all right. Uh, they're, 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 well, you know what? It, <laughs> over the past uh, over the past few days, um, uh, I've been seeing a lot of that when it comes to Senator Rand Paul, and it's a go to mm. uh, it, it's a go to line on Twitter where it's like. Uh, Oh, I wish uh, I wish Rand Paul's neighbor would have finished the job. Or oh, um, today today we remember Rand Paul's neighbor and all that. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Rand Paul uh, was attacked by his neighbor. Uh, apparently, he was blindsided uh, by his neighbor and uh, ended up like fucking up his, the the neighbor ended up like fucking up his rib. Uh, the neighbor was arrested. Uh, I think they. I, I think uh, there was a, a whole court case. I'm, I'm not sure if the neighbor is in jail, but I think he had to pay out a lot of money to Rand Paul. Um, wow. And it's used as a, as a, as a go-to example, like a, you know, a joke about, you know, uh, here is Rand Paul whom you know, all these uh, people disagree with and can't stand. Um, so what we're going to invoke is the guy who beat, uh, you know, who attacked him, but the one guy, but the person that they never talk about is the guy who shot up the baseball field where Rand Paul was playing baseball that time. Um, and I believe that guy's last name is Hodgkinson or something like that. Um, and for those who, who don't know, some years back, 
um, this guy who apparently was a Bernie supporter, but not Bernie's fault at all for what this fucking guy did. He went to a baseball field and he shot up uh, the Republican baseball team. Uh, he ended up hitting Scalise, uh, who you know had to undergo you know surgery and all that. And ultimately, this guy, this shooter, was uh, uh, was taken out. Um, but it's it's a thing. It, it's um, uh, there's um, I, I almost there we have the term chicken hawk for people <laughs> for people who support wars they will never fight in. Yeah. And then uh, there's got to be another word for like people who support political violence, they don't have the balls to carry out themselves. Um, and, <laughs> Ch- and chicken shits. Yeah. Chicken shits or something. Cause that's, that's where it is. And I fucking, I, fucking I just made that up. That, I don't know. Man. That's a new one. Lou. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, I started laughing. I can't stand that shit. Yeah, I started I laughing. Cause I just, I thought about your chicken hawk sketch, man. And, and, and I just oh, thanks, watched that the other day. <laughs> Dude, that freaking... <laughs> Dude, that fucking you, your character is hilarious. Like, like fucking Viet, classic Vietnam vet in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. His, legs, his legs stopped working because he was on the toilet too long. He was, he was, he was uh, my, my character was bleeding from the toilet and his legs fell asleep permanently. Uh, so I was dying, dude. He was, was serving like, his country on the toilet, <laughs> tweeting out all this shit. He lost um, the use of his legs, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I feel like I. I, I feel like there there are way too many people who make light of political violence. And then, oh yeah, they do. You know, yeah. Well, that means yeah. look, it's it's funny. I'll show you. I'll tell you about the transformation I had. Like you know, like the punch yeah. the Nazi thing. You know, mm-hmm. and I remember like you know because I was still on the left at that point. Like I was still definitely like I was like really concerned about Trump. And you know, uh, during that 2016 election, and and um, uh, I thought he was real funny in the beginning. I was like, this is hilarious. He's just like totally. Uh, uh, totally shredding uh, Ted Cruz and Jeb and everybody. It was it was funny. It was funny to watch, especially uh, if you're on the left. But um, you know, but then uh, uh, wait, what was I talking about? Uh, the punch the Nazis. Punch, punch the Nazis. That's right. Yeah. So um, yeah. So then, like you know, at some point, I don't know if it was during that year or the year after. Um, you know, you start seeing like some, I guess, some like white supremacist guy come out or neo Nazi guy come out. I think it was Spencer. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Nazis? Like, get the fuck out of here. You know, and and uh, and, you know, and I still agree, like, fuck Nazis, get the fuck out of here. You know, like this is not in not in America. Um, but uh, you know, but I was like totally like, you know, we should like I I you know, I said something like on on, on, on social media, I was like, Yeah, like you know, somebody should Captain America punch jaw that fucking Nazi, something like that. And uh, you know, but like now I see a, the error of my ways in that because like what what happened is afterwards is the media and, and influencers and every, you know, whoever on the left kind of just says anybody who's a conservative is basically a Nazi or like a, you know, or anybody who's a, who wears a red hat is a Nazi or something just because mm-hmm. they're conservative. Like I have family members who are, you know, support Trump and they're conservatives. And I know they're really good people. I know they're not racist. I know that they're in their Latinos and I know they're not racist. I know they are not Nazis far from it. They actually like one of them served in the Marines or a couple of them did. Um, you know, it's like, it's bullshit to say something like that. And like, you know, so you can weaponize that, that kind of language. Mm-hmm. Like we're like, you know, all right, everybody to the right of, uh, you know, whatever the right of, of, of CNN is a Nazi or a neo-Nazi or Nazi adjacent. So we get to, we get to be violent towards them, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, and that's, that's, that's where things get ugly and that's, and that, and that's really a place we shouldn't go. And, uh, and I think, I think, you know, it, it just speaks to the general, like the, it's very, the toxic level of politics in general, right? on the, on the, on the extremes on the left and the right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, that uh, I yeah, it was very disconcerting uh around that time. And I, I remember because I was I was there for the um inauguration. Uh I was there covering it, like trying to, you know, come up with some funny videos, like man on the street stuff. And uh I was so bummed out. I was so bummed out from what I was seeing, um, you know, violence in the streets and um uh, and, and all that and, and the meme, the the punch the Nazi meme, because I knew what was coming. It, the you the you know, the definition of Nazi was going to be expanded mm. uh, so much that, you know, if you turn around, it's like there are Nazis everywhere because you expanded that, uh, that definition. Right. I've, then, been called, I've been called a Nazi. Jeez. I think just for like tweets or like articles, I feel like I've been called a Nazi probably like 20 times or something at least. Yeah. I've been called, I think, I've, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's been, it, yeah, I, I was, I was called, yeah, I was called alt-right by, by somebody uh, who I, who I'd known for, for years. And, uh, it's like, do you know, it's like, do you know what that means? Like alt-right? It's like, it's like, do you really think that I want a separate white ethno state? Like, that's what, that's what I want. You, you know, my, like my, my dad looks like freaking uh, chief sitting bull. So, <laughs> and I'm very close to my dad. I love my dad very much. So we're not, we're not estranged or anything like that. So yeah, but, I'm not, I'm not down with a white ethno state. Yeah. But, but also, but also we've reached a point where it's so ridiculous, right? The idea that you're going to accuse somebody of effectively being a white supremacist or a Nazi and then expect them to have a, uh, uh, a, a nice conversation with you. Right. Um, or and actually, open to your ideas or open to your views whatsoever. Yeah. And I, I told this, I, I told this person, I said, you know, it's a shame that you can't choose between uh, being stupid and being mentally ill. You got both of them. <laughs> And she does. She's got both of them. She, that's messed. She, yeah, without without saying without, without saying what her name is. Um, yeah, that's messed she, up. She uh, she's a uh, she's a person who couldn't hack it in comedy. She's not she's not funny. So she ended up uh, doing burlesque because it's like if people won't laugh at her jokes, they'll laugh at her goofy body. And um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, but, but, no, but 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 notice it's funny. But I, I bet you she deserves this though. I bet no, but, you she deserves it. But, but it's what coming. She said. And yeah. it's coming from. You've yeah. accused me right. of being a fucking white supremacist. Right. And it's like that's once your reputation. You that, that's your life. Yeah. yeah. Once you, you know? do that, like, you know, all, you know, there's no more rules as far as what I can point out, you know. And, that, and that's the thing. I think the ad hominem attacks, you know, oh, you know, don't make ad hominem attacks. Like, well, no, it gets to a point where somebody, you know, says something that is so revolting uh, or makes such a revolting accusation where you gotta you gotta fight back and, and you mm -hmm. gotta push back. And it's like, no, you've 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 lost uh any any semblance of uh, of respect you know there's got to be consequences for that stuff too like you can't just go around destroying people's reputations and lives with lies and labels that are very unfair like there's nothing remotely remote re remotely nazi like that i've ever said in my life really like you know or on twitter or anything like that like you know we've you know me and my friends in the past we made racial jokes about everybody just like everybody does and everybody's bsing if they've never done that before but no, you know, we're not racist people. Like my Latino friends, I have a Mexican friend, a Dominican friend, my friends in Costa Rica, they even speak English. And, uh, you know, they make, we just make like inappropriate jokes and stuff, whatever. But it's like, you know, we're just joking, just jokes between guys. That's what guys do, you know? And like, there seems to be a real, I think there seems to be a real uh, tack on that. Like I'm like guys just being guys joking around things you say, like they try to catch you saying this, saying that, you know, look at this tweet from 20 years ago. It's like, yeah, everybody used to do this. You know, and, and guys still do. And, and I think it's good. To, I think it's good for men to do that because men need to men need to kind of share their feelings and share their ideas so they can check each other. 
be like, all right, whoa, 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 that's a little too far. Or like, you know, dude, like, are you really saying like something like, you know, you kind of sound like you're a Nazi now. Like, and that, mm-hmm. that's a way to get, that's a way to bring people back in. Like, oh shit, my bad. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading things I shouldn't be reading. Like that's important for men to do that. And if it's like to the point where like, you can't even have like a private conversation, you know, without somebody like, you know, trying to destroy your whole reputation. That's, that's, that's not good. That's not good for anybody. Cause then these guys go to, you know, eight Chan or four Chan or wherever the hell they go. And these, and then they're just constantly surrounded by people who are very extreme. And then what do you think they do after a while? Like one of them is going to be mentally unhinged or a couple of them will. And they're going to, one of them is going to take, they're going to be like, you know what? It's time for me to do something about this. And then you see, then you see them on the news. Um, so it's important for guys to be able to talk to each other and there's to be freedom of speech and, and, and push back and, and let people share their ideas and, not destroy them forever for having a dumb idea when they're in their twenties or something, you know, mm. or saying, saying a joke that was considered inappropriate. Now uh, it's, 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 I think we're, we're kind of destroying uh, the, the, the room and the space for, for, for people to kind of learn from their, from their mistakes and just, just verbally um, and without, you know, instead of destroying like their, their whole their reputation and careers and what do they do after that? You know, what do they do after that? Like, especially if they're a performer or something like that, you know, it's like, like uh, it's and, and they're and they're and they're just like, they're, that's their kind of their calling. And then, um, you know, then they're like, all right, now you're ostracized from Hollywood or ostracized from from the show business. And it's like, all right, now what are they going to do? It's, well, it's, well, well, I mean, I, you know, I, uh, you know, I would say, look, if somebody's actually a Nazi, OK. You know, of course, but the, yeah. the problem is with they're not. The they're right. not so. But, but the, the thing is, yeah, my point is, of course, if they're actually a Nazi, like they better figure, you know, get their get their way back towards the middle. It's, you know, Someone, but, um, someone's a Nazi. You're like, wow. Like, like, tell me your story, bro. I got to hear how you came. Yeah. How you came to this point. I don't because, know any. Uh, I don't know anybody. And I know I know a lot of people yeah. from different walks of life. And, and I don't know any anybody who's an actual Nazi. I know some communists. I know, actually know some communists. Which is crazy to me because if you read any history, you probably you, you would consider that kind of a crazy thing to be. Yeah, you know uh, what? As 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 communist as they are, I bet they're really happy that they don't actually have to be living under communism; that they get to live <laughs> under whatever the fuck uh, they're living under right now. Um, uh, b- before um, you know, we have a, a few more minutes. One thing I want to talk about is uh, uh, your uh, career. A few years ago, you were. Um, uh, doing commentary about uh, about soccer. Uh, was it Major League Soccer or yeah, it was Major League around? Soccer. Mainly focused on the um, on New York City FC, the newer the new club that kind of uh, was announced in 2013. It was uh, established in 2015, um, and uh, or they or they it was they started playing in 2015, I should say, and they play in Yankee Stadium. They also play in Mets uh, City Field sometimes. They sometimes play in Red Bull Arena. Now they're kind of all over the place because they don't have their own stadium yet. And that's kind of like the, the ongoing joke for the club, but they're also the reigning champions. They just won MLS cup for the first time uh, a couple months ago in December. So um, it's, that was really you know big for the club and the fans who've kind of suffered a, a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they brought a, t- a, t- a title back to New York, which hasn't happened in a while, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken to New York city. So, um, but yeah, I was doing that for a while. I was like one of the first, I think the first columnists that actually focused on New York city FC back in 2013. And, um, I was under the, the Twitter account, uh, Nasha Chavez, like my nickname, um, and like Nasha Damas, because I predicted how many season tickets they'd have in their first season. <laughs> um, and I, I never let that go. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, anyway, so I, I was writing for like some different publications that are now defunct, like kind of independent publications and, uh, including, and, and later on NYCFC nation and uh, SB nation, 
but um and i did a podcast with them as well and uh i stopped doing that uh i think the what was it 2019 i think was our last year we did the podcast and since then i've been kind of ruminating and and uh you know working but also like thinking about you know i i'm really passionate about kind of the, the political situation right now and and uh, the social social uh situation i have been for a long time like identity politics like you mentioned i've been bothered by that for a long time um, since even since high school, when there was like little elements of like intersectional feminism that I thought was a little excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I, uh, I recently kind of got back into writing again and then, and, and that's why I'm at that schoontv.com right now contributing for them. And, you know, I might be writing for some other publications soon and maybe doing some video content. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've been doing, uh, wrote a couple articles for them just started like last month, I think really. And, writing mainly like political social commentary stuff actually ha- just happened to write a lot about comedians. Um, so, uh, but uh, it just so happened to be that way. It's not going to be always the case. Got it. And uh, yeah. did you, uh, were you a soccer player yourself? Is that how you got no, into it? No, um, I wasn't. I wish I was. I kind of got into it later. I played, I played for fun. Um, like my twenties and stuff did some intramural, but I wish I kind of got into it earlier. Um, but uh, my brother played and he kind of got me into it more. Like um, just being Costa Rican made me feel like, uh, you know, got me into the game more because Costa Rica had some success in World Cups that, like, you know, they're kind of like a big, like mighty mouse in, in a lot of World mm-hmm. Cups, especially the 2014 one. We did really well. We got to the quarterfinals. Uh, we beat Italy. We beat England. We beat Uruguay. Wait, uh, really? Yeah. In the, for, in the group stages, we topped, it was the group of death. We topped it. Uh, the group wow. of champions, group of champions, I think it was called, because they're all they're all former world champions. Holy Uruguay, shit! England and, and and Italy. Who we, won? Well, who we, won that year? Was that Spain? Who won? Um, 2014 was Germany, I think. Oh, would Germany beat Argentina? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Shoot, I don't even remember. I'm um, trying to think because when when I met, um, or maybe I'm maybe it's the Netherlands. I forget who they played. They beat. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because my. Uh, I, I had, let's see, I think it was, I think my wife had just moved to LA to be with me. We were, we were just dating at the time. And then it was uh, Germany and Argentina. Yeah, it was Germany and Argentina. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, that's right. And I watched that game. Like, I think it was at a, at a place in, in downtown LA. And when they lost, I fucking cried like a baby. And let me, t- let me, let me tell you, um, I'm, I'm the guy who would always make fun of dudes who were way too into sports yeah, you know, yeah. who were like, oh my God, and all that. And then when they lost, I I I like broke down crying because uh for me, my dad's from Argentina. So when I associate with you know uh, Argentine football, I associate with my dad. So it was sort of a you know, uh it, it, it was sort of that thing. And oh my god, it broke my heart. I was you know wearing the jersey and 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 uh both of us were wearing uh, my wife and uh and, and I were both wearing um wearing jerseys. Um as far as uh you know, the, the games go, you got to take me to a game. Oh yeah, we should go. Yeah. We should we definitely should go, go to a game. We should go to, um, we should go to a Red Bull game. Honestly, let's yeah. do that. We should do that. Yeah. We should go to, cause that's like a, that's usually a big game. Um, they, the Red Bull fans will come over from New Jersey and, um, it's, you know, it's usually a pretty heated rivalry. The stadium will get pretty filled. I expect the tendency to be a little better this year in Yankee stadium because they're champs. Oh, okay. Um, so I think a lot of New York, like kind of, or more you know it's definitely gotten more media coverage like big papers are putting it out and stuff um de blasio's sorry ass was putting stuff out there and then he had him at city hall so i think um you know i think there's probably gonna be some some more people for the for that game and uh they're usually you know there used to when the first started there was like forty five thousand people 
um, wow. uh, I think opening day and like some of the, yeah. And some of the, some of the Red Bull games too, were like that, like 40,000, something like that. And it would, they would move, they would like, it would be like between 20 and 30,000 per game. Wow. Uh, but then I started to drop off at like recently. Um, I, obviously I, because of COVID as well. Yeah. I, I never, um, I've never watched a, an MLS game, uh, live, but when I, I fun. in co- yeah, in, in college, I studied abroad in Madrid. So I got to see uh, Real, Madrid Real Madrid play. Yeah, they played Molotov, which was like a Russian, uh, I guess. They, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 not uh, Molotov. Excuse me, Locomotive. Uh, locomotive. Locomotive, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was trying that's to think it. of the name. I'm like, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah Locomotive. Yeah, it's a Champions League yeah. you probably saw then. Yeah, European. Uh, I, yeah, I, I actually, I, li- I lived in Madrid for a couple of months, and I, I'm a big Real Madrid fan. That's why I was over there. Yeah, it was uh, It was a great experience. And it's one of, the, it's one of those things where, you know, you don't have to necessarily be into a sport to enjoy a live, uh, a live event like that. Oh yeah. And it's great. I mean, Real Madrid's uh, and Real Madrid loves champions league games um, as most big clubs do in Europe. But I mean, that's such a big, it's a, such a cathedral. I mean, it's the greatest club of all time. Real Madrid. It's a, it's a, you know, they're, I think like 13 time champions league title uh, winners, wow. which is like well above anybody else. Um, I think like Milan's has the second most at like seven. So like they're almost like double Milan. Mm. Um, you know, this is a great club that's that's it's been like a standard bearer for decades, and um, and like you know, their stadiums got like eighty thousand people filled up, and it's uh it's a beautiful stadium, beautiful city. Uh, yeah, we should definitely go see New York City FC. Uh, that'd be fun, Lou. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'm uh, totally down to uh to do that. And I uh my 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 son, my oldest son is is getting older. As well, we're all getting older. Even the younger ones getting older. And I think it would be cool to bring the boy. Him. Yeah, yeah, see how he would do at yeah. uh. You know, uh, at that he's going to be two in March, so maybe when the the weather gets nicer. Uh, yeah, that'd be we'll great, man. I'd love to. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll I'll show you the ropes, I guess. <laughs> awesome, Camino Chavez. Thank you for joining me. Uh, let's get some plugs out there. Where can people check out your stuff? Yeah, so I'm on uh, Twitter mainly. Um, El at El Camino Chavez. I'm on Locals now because Alou invited me, uh, so maybe you'll see some of my stuff there. I just jumped on Getter just in case. I, I jumped the, the, the Joe Rogan train. We all did. Yeah, we, we all, all did. did. We're all we're, on we're, it. We're all sheeple, so uh, <laughs> we all follow what Joe Rogan says. I've been taking ivermectin every day, and uh, I'm getting you know, tattoos. I don't know what I don't know what they're DMT. Up, but I'm getting them. Yeah, yeah, I got a tattoo of Joe Rogan's face on my ass. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of good. Uh, so you can find me there, El Camino Chavez, pretty much everywhere. Um, I might be doing some video content soon, so look out for that. Um, but yeah, I'm just starting out, so uh, you know, look out for for more. I'll be talking a lot of trash on Twitter and, and uh, sharing my articles a million times. That's it, man. We are not alone. <laughs> I got my I got my Latino brother with me. We're gonna take over. We're gonna take over Twitter. Latinx. That yeah, yeah. that's it. We, we are the Latinx men. Me, you, Ted Cruz. Yeah, Ted Cruz. A- AOC. <laughs> AOC, we are crossing all boundaries, man. There are no political <laughs> boundaries. It's just all Latinx. That's what all, it's Latin, all about. Latinx, man, man. That's it, man. Oh, the AOC up? can be Storm. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Again, please subscribe. Leave a five-star review. That would be lovely. Keep your eye out for my book, my forthcoming book. That joke isn't funny anymore. And please sign up for my newsletter at theluperez.com. And if you want to support my work, join the Lou Perez community on Locals. That's theluperez.locals.com. You'll get access to 
all my stuff before anybody else, as well as exclusive content and, of course, me. Be sure to support my sponsors, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Use promo code LU for 25% off purchases over $75 and Black Organic Cold Brew. B-L-V-C-K-B-R-E-W.com. Promo code LU for free shipping. Free shipping. Okay. I'm going to keep that in.